Salutations, unicorns. Dragons. And Polly. Oh, oh my. my. So, you know, one of the things that the gals had me uh, do for these episodes, I don't know if you noticed or not, is that they want me to do a different intro every time. So I've said hello and welcome, and this week was salutations. So we'll see how creative he gets in the future. <laughs> right? We're going to brainstorm these. I but, say um, we keep a running total of how many days in a row. Days, how many episodes in a row we can do a different intro. Yeah. And if you guys have some, you know, ideas, you know, let us know. Maybe email some uh, different uh, greetings we can use. But we really want to dive in this episode as soon as possible because – this is an interview we've had lined up for a very long time, even before we started this podcast. And we don't want to like ramble on about, you know, what's going to happen. We just want to jump right in. So uh, are you guys ready? Let's uh, strap in and strap it on. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. All right. So this is our first guest on the podcast. Really, when I started this, this was really the first person I wanted to have on because I do have uh, a little bit of a history with her, um, as well as TT. Bubbles a little bit later, obviously. But, um, you know, about two and a half years ago, I was introduced to this kind of podcast about open sexuality, and it was funny. And the host you know, really talked about, I mean, giving blowjobs and how to go down on a girl. And, like, it, it was meant as like a comedy podcast. And I found this Facebook group really for people who are just fans of it. And, it was it was actually more entertaining than the actual podcast because people were talking openly about sex and sexuality and the people were asking, you know, advice and along those lines. And there's a couple of people that I really just, you know, had a connection with. Um, then we really kind of split off and made our own group. And now we are running our own group called Savages. And, you know, she actually encouraged me to push and actually do a little bit of a podcast. We talked about doing a podcast together as well. And it was one of those things because I think it was like an idea and a fantasy, but now it's finally a reality, and we are welcoming for the first time, hopefully she'll come on again as well, um, who we will call Voodoo Rider, and she is really the ultimate unicorn. So we welcome you, Voodoo Rider. Welcome. welcome Hi. To the Hello. So happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, this was a dream um, from the get-go as soon as we started Savages that we wanted to bring in other people and talk to people about the lifestyle and really just help people accept the thoughts and the feelings that they're having because this is a totally normal part of human development and sexuality. So I'm super excited to be here with y'all. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I think you notice is that the majority of the post on that first group, I mean, it was heterosexual people and we would just kind of chime in and like, make little comments or like leave little memes on there. And people were like, oh, that's funny. So people that reacted to that, we thought, oh, I think there's, you know, another part of this that we can kind of like, you know, get this, this subgroup going. And, you know, it kind of blew up pretty fast in terms of a lot of people uh, joining, but it wasn't like too big, you know, so there wasn't as much like drama. We kind of like picked and choose who we wanted to come over. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, kind of how, that's kind of how, you know, we, we met. Um, and then, you know, I kind of brought my wife TT in where I, you know, we kind of had like a little of a group chat going on. And then, you know, we kind of became, you know, internet friends. And then now it's, it's developed into this and we finally have a podcast. And I thought first thing, I'm like, we've got to have her on first. That's, that's really the way it's got to go. So we're excited to have you on. I'm honored to be your first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that like the biggest thing about the group that we kind of met in is that talking openly about sexuality tends to be this kind of like taboo conversation in the first place. And so 
talking openly about your sexuality or your sexual exploration tends to lean towards heteronormative because that's so much more comfortable to talk about when you're talking about something as taboo as open sexuality. And so when we started Savages, we found this niche group of people that weren't interested in just sticking to the heteronormative, you know, one man, one woman idea of open sexuality, but who really wanted to explore the full spectrum and themselves, their relationships with other people and how they could move about this world of open sexuality in a safe, comfortable, happy way. So really, uh, you know, one of the questions I wanted to ask was, you know, what do you really identify yourself as? We, we, we kind of make the mistake of, I think, on our podcast of like assuming, you know, I, I know that we've kind of had a talk where you're like, you're bisexual, but you know, what is your, like, how do you identify yourself? Usually when I talk about my sexuality, um, I talk about it being very fluid. If I had to put a label on it, I would probably say pansexual and I think that relationship spectrum um, is just as fluid, right? So sometimes I'm monogamous, sometimes I'm polyamorous, sometimes I'm monogamous with a polyamorous couple. And so that adds this other very complex element to my sexuality that is really hard to nail down with specific titles. Sometimes I'm dating women, sometimes I'm dating men sometimes I'm dating both sometimes I'm dating neither or a non-binary person and so realistically at any point in time there are any number of labels that could be put on my sexuality so I just try to really let myself have that fluidity and freedom no that's great and I think you know when we kind of were again talking through like the groups um that were on you know you were just like kind of like saying like oh I'm the ultimate unicorn and you had like stories about hooking up with couples and it's funny because I think that so many people were intrigued especially in the first group because it was you know it was a lot of um you know heterosexual people in there they were so intrigued by it um so I think that's kind of like, that was my first impression on you. It's good to hear this because I don't think I've ever really had this conversation where you've kind of gone into your history like that as well. So it's a little you know enlightening for me to learn this about a friend. Um, but I mean, obviously, like, thanks for being like open about it. I also love hearing how comfortable and accepting and open you are about giving yourself the space to grow and change and feel how you feel in the moment with each person and each situation. I think the first and hardest step for a lot of people who are entering this lifestyle, figuring out that their sexuality isn't heterosexual, that they're not cisgender, it's learning to accept these different new scary changing parts of themselves. So It's so wonderful to see you being warm and open and out there about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just wanted to go into a little bit of, you know, we talked about like history wise. Like, So give us a little bit of a rundown in terms of your history. That's a really great question. Um, First, Bubbles, I kind of want to address something that you said that really struck me. When you're talking about being open and flexible with yourself, You know, we do this in other areas of our life. And for some reason, our sexuality is where we kind of dig our heels in. We don't expect ourselves to wear the same clothes for every season. We don't Mm -hmm. expect ourselves to be wearing tank tops and shorts in the middle of winter and like 30 degrees. 
Um, and even on cold days in the middle of the summer, we throw on a sweatshirt. So why would it be any different with our sexuality? And just coming to terms with that, that some days my polyamorous sweatshirt might be on. Some days my gay ass tank top might be on. And either you might have both on at the same time. <laughs> yes. And sometimes the tank top's on underneath the hoodie. Like you got a layer, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and great analogy. Yeah, those that. pieces are interchangeable within ourselves. So we ha- we practice that flexibility with ourselves in other areas of our lives. And so really bringing in that skill that we already possess to take things as they come and adjust and accept our needs and our desires to be warm some days when it's cold in the middle of summer and to be cool some days when it's hot in the middle of winter, you know, and to just let it be. So I I guess like just to elaborate, like, so how, when did you realize you felt this way? So I was raised in an extremely sex positive household. Um, My parents both grew up Catholic and decided that they were not going to let the kind of Christian guilt um, that comes with being really deep into the old school church. I love it. Tarnish love the that. sexuality of their children. So um, I grew up in a really sex positive household. My mom was very much the, hey, look at all of these different sexualities. You can have any of them you want. Like pick and choose. But seriously, please be lesbian because your life can be so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. In fact, the first time I brought like a boyfriend home, uh, she cried because she was so sad that I wasn't going the opposite direction. Oh <laughs> my god! I love her. I love her so much. So that's that's a wonderful way to grow up with that openness and acceptance of whatever you choose. We're supportive, and that's beautiful. And even just the fact that. You were educated on the fact that there were these other, I hate using the word options, but other terms and words to put to identities. Yeah, absolutely. So many little girls grow up with uh, one day I will meet a man, I will marry him, and I will have children. You know, that, that stereotypical, this is the way my life will progress. And then when they find out that that's not what they want, sometimes it's so scary. You know, it's like, what? wait, I've spent so long thinking that this is what's supposed to happen. Now I'm scared because I don't want that. Um, and that, that can add to so much turmoil in the discovery of who your true self is because you're not following the stereotypical how life should quote unquote progress and yeah. it's bullshit you know it's you shouldn't have this this cookie cutter you know future laid out for you it should be whatever makes you happy or what you want exactly i think that in the past we've spent so much time investing ourselves in this idea of the ideal monogamous relationship and what it provides and opening up out of that breaking that barrier down it's we've entrenched a piece of our identity as a culture in this idea of idealistic monogamy so when you're branching heteronormative idealistic monogamy for that so when you're branching outside of that you're really taking a piece of your identity and expanding it you're breaking it up you're breaking up the roots of that plant and you're inviting it to grow out to grow larger to 
to explore the ground around it. And it's, it's, it's difficult for a lot of people because we have so much heteronormative, monogamous culture surrounding us all yeah. the time. But yeah. I will say something that really encourages me is that there was a survey done about Gen X and Gen Z. Um, and they found that this new incoming generation, Gen Z, is 68% identify as queer. And that is a huge... Yeah, yes. it's funny you said that the last yeah. episode, or uh, no, the first episode, I believe it was, Yeah, we we, we brought that up. So, you know, we talk about um, LGBT uh, plus in the news and uh, Bubbles is our, our, our reporter for it. So she finds a bunch of uh, articles. But we, yeah, we talked about that. It's it's incredible, you know, and, and we just basically we're talking about how I feel like people are just finally starting to get a little bit more comfortable of, of expressing how they feel sexually and, and you know, identifying in different ways that isn't the norm and um it's just it's 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 really exciting to see it really is yeah i just want real quick to say i said you know little girls grow up with this cookie cutter idea but obviously that extends to all humans it's not just Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) you know yeah i don't leave anyone i was just speaking like that because that's how i grew up (laughs) the general idea of growing up with the expectations expectations of the gender binary yeah and i think that there's like this really big precedent on women to have children you know like vagina carriers uterus havers however you identify to have children and and a big part of that um has been associated with monogamy like single mothers aren't like the kick-ass most fantastic people in the world and like people who choose not to have children aren't just as amazing and providing incredible resources to this world like so I totally you're understand sitting with, that. You're, you're sitting with at a table, or we're sitting at a table with three people that do not want to have kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And my partner Poseidon and I, um, we talk about that all the time. You know, we've been together for a while now, and we go back and forth on whether or not we want to bring children into this world, whether that's something that we would seek. And it doesn't feel to me or to him like our relationship would be any less valuable without the presence of children. And we're going to get into your relationship in a bit, but I actually had a a quick question. So we uh, started kind of a a segment that we called the good, the bad and the funny and being in the lifestyle, you, you, I'm just, just, you can walk us through an experience that was either good. It could have been bad or maybe even funny. Just, you know, just like lighten it up a little bit. Oh my gosh. So I have, I have all three of these. I think as like most people in the lifestyle probably do at some point. Um, so I'll start with the, the ugly, like the woo, no run away fast story. I, um, I was with this couple. I'd been dating them for nine or 10 months. So not a short amount of time, but pretty relatively new. We were still establishing a lot of things. And I had been friends with both of them before I started dating them. It was a wonderful experience. And we're all hanging out one night. And I was hanging out with the woman in the relationship. We were like in the kitchen. And she decides to spring on me that she thinks that she's going to ask her partner for a divorce like oh my break god up. Oh, oh my god. god that's a lot 
I'm suddenly in the middle, like the child in a divorce, where they're like, right? who do you want to go with? Like, oh who do you, where do you want to go after this? And oh. that was, as a unicorn, that is the most terrifying experience when you're being yeah. asked to choose between these two people who you really care about, and they're splitting up. And in the end, like, I didn't go with either of them. It was more of just like, hey, I'm dating you as a couple, as an yeah. entity, yeah. as a couple. And if that... <laughs> relationship is gone i gotta go like i'm, yeah. I'm sorry i love you guys, the team but... the team broke up you know i mean <laughs> yeah. the, the, i was dating the team i wasn't dating the yeah. individual players <laughs> yes and well i it, it's a hard place to be in because you really care about both of them and you're attracted to both of them and you like the intimacy with both of them and as individuals and together and so it like that was that's like my worst nightmare story um other yeah other than the like yeah that's a pretty bad one yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty bad oh yeah all right so that definitely was a pretty bad story um you know we do the good and the funny like do you have any other experiences you want to share with us oh yes uh i have a really funny one so back in the day when i was still really coming to terms with my sexuality and that i was a very sexual person i was in in a truck I'm driving home with this guy we've been on this fantastic date he's taking me back home at the time I was still pretty young so I was in my parents house for the time being like a teenager okay literally (laughs) and we're driving home and I decide I'm spontaneous I'm a hot girl I'm gonna give roadhead so I I I the pants going at it I'm like gluck glucking. I, yeah, and y'all know what I mean when I say that. Like get into it. Yes, drool yeah. everywhere, tears in my eyes. Doing He's losing the right his way. mind. Yes. All He's the like, way. I'm gonna marry this girl. Yes. <laughs> I'm like doing the whole ring treatment. Like there better be a diamond coming after this. Okay. And I what I don't know is happening is that we're going on these switchback mountain roads and homeboy's having such a good time with what I'm doing to him that he's just slowly accelerating, trying to push up into my mouth, you know, Uh trying to like push Uh his hips up. And so this goes on and and on and we're going faster and faster. I don't know it. I'm in my little gluck gluck land. (laughs) Suddenly we hit a speed bump. In an old truck going 85 miles per hour. Oh my God. And his appendage launches into the back of my throat. He finishes. My <laughs> jaw unlocks. Like my jaw pops open. Oh my God. And his balls are suddenly behind my bottom teeth. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I've got this mouthful of. The full package in my mouth. And of course, your gag reflex can only hang on for so long. So then I throw up. Oh, no. On this man's entire baggage. So let me paint the scene. Jaw locked over his balls and his penis. Throw up blood and vomit and cum everywhere. Where did the blood come from? Yeah, where did the blood come from? Did you bite him? Because my teeth were, like, his balls were behind my teeth, and my jaw had, like, 
clicked oh, open, oh like unlocked. God. And Looking so my anaconda. Yeah, my front teeth like dug into his pelvis at the base of his stick and my bottom teeth were like hooked behind his ball sack to this day he still has a scar and his (gasps) wife hates me for it oh my god (laughs) so you still talk to him yes we're still good oh friends. God. That's great. That's, That's great. great. Yeah. I mean, and you gotta be happy. after something like that. I know. I know. <laughs> you, you can't, like, the trauma of that situation. Oh, so I had to walk into incredible. my parents' house with my oh. sweater and my mouth full of blood and vomit and cum. Like, there was oh, no God. way that I could That's clean a it off. Combination. Oh, That's so a terrible, bad. Terrible combination. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Your mom would be like, if you were a lesbian, this would be <laughs> <laughs> yes, she would. She just like, <laughs> judging you. I tried to warn you. Right? Right? Truly. <laughs> it's so, like the voice in my head. That's exactly yeah. what was happening. And and I, I just like ran upstairs and was like, don't look at me. Oh my God. <laughs> My mom was definitely like, are you sure you don't want to try women? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So you've got to have, you've got to have a good, um, uh, you know, uh, unicorn threesome story. I feel like there's, there's one in you, right? Yeah. So I have, I have a ton. Like my very first unicorning experience was really wonderful and sweet. Um, I was at a New Year's Eve party and I had been brought by a friend as like a plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like introduced as quote unquote, the gift. Like oh, I was yeah. the present that yes. they brought because I was very much known for like being the life of the party, dancing, putting on the music, making the drinks. I was bartending, you know, back then. And so I started dancing to this song that was in Spanish and the hostess there um spoke fluent Spanish and was like dancing with me and we were getting like very sexual she started like kissing my neck I'm like oh my god this is amazing I'm so into it and then this big guy comes up to us and she's like oh this is my partner so and so and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't know that you guys were together like I wouldn't have kissed her if I had known you know I'm freaking out thinking that this man has just like caught us doing something he's not okay with yeah. And he's like, oh, no, can I join? And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> please. Yes. 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 <laughs> and so in the middle of this party with, like, 50 to 70 people in the house, we retreat to the back bedroom. And, like, that was my first experience with a couple. Like, I had had threesomes before, but never really, like, with a couple. And I dated them for years after that. They were, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, they were absolutely wonderful. And then you have the good, the type of good, quote unquote, um, that is just too funny to not talk about. When I was a baby unicorn, I went over to a couple's house. They had been together for a couple of years and I had never been to their home before. So this was like my first time going to their home. Things are getting hot and heavy. We're upstairs. We're in the bedroom. We're doing like the like stringing clothes off of each other, like pass down the hallway kind of thing. Oh, that's amazing. Everything's coming up roses, man. I'm like, let's get it on. Let's go. 
And then suddenly the guy like stops and like pops up and he's like, that was the garage door. And I'm like, what do you mean the garage door? What? My legs are like splayed <laughs> open. I've got fucking ankle cuffs on and you're telling me <laughs> the garage door who is coming into the house yeah come to find out it was their parents house oh my god and they had invited me over to their parents home thinking that their parents were going to be gone oh my god and suddenly i'm put in this conundrum of jumping out a second story window (laughs) holy shit naked Oh <laughs> in the middle of winter and they uh, lived across from the baptist priest that like owned the church down the street oh my god in my hometown oh god <laughs> so that's what i did i jumped naked out of a second story window and ran across a field in front of a priest in the dead middle of winter to hide until oh. they could come bring me my clothes <laughs> that's great so tell us about your current relationship are you with someone or are you? Yes. So I'm currently in a relationship with uh, who I've nicknamed Poseidon in all of my group chats because <laughs> he does a lot of work with horses, but he also gets the waterworks going. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So our relationship right now, um, we're monogamous for a couple of reasons, but we like to call it monogamy flexible so (laughs) monogamish monogamish (laughs) yeah so we are just the two of us right now because of the pandemic because the dating scene is really hard but also because we've been together for less than a year and so we're trying to really explore each other in a way that when we open our relationship up which will happen We are very confident in our connection with each other, knowing each other's boundaries, making sure that we can read when the other person is comfortable or not, and adjust accordingly in a meaningful way. That is so important, and what a great idea to build your relationship and make it more solid. And I love that. And, you know, I'm sure we heard too that a lot of people get in this lifestyle for the wrong reasons. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Reasons. Yes. And one of the things that I found as a unicorn is that often when you're going into a situation with a couple, one person's leading the charge and they're not on the same page. They never mm-hmm. want to put another person in that kind of situation. So I wanted to make sure that Poseidon and I have had extensive talks about it. We have check-ins all the time, every Sunday. And I wanted to make sure that we had a very solid foundation so that nobody was leading the charge or dragging the other person into a situation that they weren't more than 100% on board with and really, really excited about. It's so funny that you say that, you know, we're going to get into it a little uh, later on in our podcast, but with communication, you know, we, the three of us have this thing we call uh, town hall and we do it every Sunday. It's funny that you do that. And we yeah. try to do it like right after breakfast. And we just basically talk about you know, anything, anything, anything. something's bothering you, open time. Open time. And a lot of times it's just something positive. Something you appreciated, yeah, something you yeah. really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because it's good to hear that other people are doing that. You know, as soon as you said it, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, am I surprised that you're doing that? No, not at all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, so we call ours a relationship summit. And we do, um, we do three questions and then we have like open space. So we do your favorite thing from the week, the thing 
that didn't go well this week that you wish was a little bit different and your expectations for the upcoming week so that we're really setting the stage of like what went well what needs improvement and how can we improve and then what is coming up this week that you have expectations about like a a place to voice what you want out of the next week or what's going on with you I might steal that. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That is I incredible. Like Such, it's yeah. like a good structure. It is. It is. We just have like the open space part. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind me asking too, so uh, Poseidon, uh, what does he identify as? So he is a pansexual man um, and he has been in polyamorous relationships and he's been in monogamous relationships. He's dated men and women and non-binary people he was the unicorn for a little while he was a fellow unicorn so really well, I guess he's, he's, a, he's a dragon right isn't that the, yeah. the proper term the dragon <laughs> is the guy and let me say let me say you know I am not bisexual but I have seen just like pictures of him and he is gorgeous he's so beautiful <laughs> It really is. Crush on I do. I have a little bit of a man. Like I was kind of hoping, like maybe later if he feels more comfortable, we can have you guys as a, a return guest. But yes. yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to kind of like pick his brain as well. But I remember, you know, uh, you kind of um, just like just posting on social media about him, and I'm looking. I'm like, of course you found this gorgeous guy. I'm like, <laughs> I know. And to boot, we've we have very similar sexuality experiences and like points of view. Yeah, and we absolutely. just kind yeah. of like collided yeah. into each other randomly through work of all things. Okay, oh, wow. professional atmosphere. Yeah, that's funny. So. How does that? So how how does you how, how does like the the conversation of you know you, it, your your sexuality even come up? And you're like, oh my god, this guy's really like what I've been looking for. You know? Yeah. So I was actually his boss. Um, <laughs> even better. And so he had had a crush on me for a long time and never wanted to approach it because he didn't want to cross boundaries. But I was kind of leaving that position and growing into a new leadership position elsewhere. And all of our coworkers were doing the damn most, let me tell you, to get us in a room alone together all the time. So we one night one of my last kind of days I think it was like my last week in that role we had a what was supposed to be a powwow with everyone um that was there but only he showed up and he showed up with a (laughs) bottle of wine chipotle and dare I say it some weed and Uh, (laughs) yeah you can say away it's not like yeah but it's not like we're uh I mean on our uh, description for our podcast, it does say explicit. So I okay. guess that's great. Good. And we are in a state where it's legal. So it's not like, you know, it's, True. it's a bad yes. thing. Um, so he shows up with all of these supplies and we were talking strategy. And I don't even realize that the conversation has slowly shifted away from work and into more personal things. I learned later that our coworkers had who who know me really well had like prepped him on questions to ask to kind of like oh, throw me it. away. I love it. I love yeah. It. So you know, <laughs> I I am not publicly out about my non monogamy, but I'm very publicly out about my sexuality. That it's very fluid and it's changing, right. um, and that I don't subscribe to a specific label all the time. There's no constant thing that I identify as sexually pansexual being the closest thing but 
the non-monogamy conversation actually happened that very night before he even kissed me, before he made a move or anything, because I told him I could see where this conversation was going. And here's what I wanted. Like, I wanted this kind of relationship. These are the kinds of relationships I've had in the past. I want to be very open and honest and vulnerable Mm -hmm. about my desires and about where I want to grow to and where I want to start. And it's great. That vulnerability really allowed him to open up as well. So we had that conversation like day one. That's amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. I actually have a question. Are there any big changes or differences that stand out to you being in the lifestyle as a couple versus being in the lifestyle as a single? Yeah, I think it's really different. One of the biggest things being that you have a responsibility as a couple to ground yourselves in something very solid before you bring in another person. And that responsibility determines your experience with the third party. So as a couple, there's a lot more work to do in the background than as a, a unicorn, a single person coming into the couple. Because as a unicorn, you're asking the questions about like, do you have the foundation? As the couple, you're responsible for making sure that you can honestly and authentically answer those questions in a way that creates safety and security for that third party. So that I think is a huge difference. And then also as a unicorn, as a single person going into a couple, you are simply worried about your own internal boundaries and respecting the boundaries of the couple that you're entering into a relationship with. As the couple, we have a lot of talks about what does newbie magic look like for us, that excitement and the overwhelming rush of chemicals that you get when you engage with somebody romantically or sexually for the first time. And how can we make sure that that magic feeling boosts our relationship instead of breaking it down and also makes the person coming into it feel safe and comfortable and welcome and having that those positive feelings as well yeah newbie magic i'm stealing that by the way go on (laughs) yeah it's a great term i think it's one that we talk about a lot in the lifestyle that that rush um that we feel when there's something new and exciting and adventurous happening and coming yeah. into your dynamic and just like switching it up so yeah and you'll you'll kind of learn um because it sounds like the majority of the time you were always joining a couple mm-hmm. right i mean there wasn't a time where you were a couple and you had someone join you not really right? so, yeah so you're gonna learn that that we've learned is that when you were a unicorn you had a lot of hot couples to pick from (laughs) and now you are part of a large army of couples looking for someone else to come into um and it's it's definitely a different dynamic you know like there's like competition i I will say i think the first immediate leg up you guys have is 
you've both been unicorns yourself. You know? Oh yeah. So yeah. So you, you know how to intimately it. understand what a unicorn wants and is looking oh, yeah. for and mm-hmm. how to treat the unicorn. And- yeah. uh, I would say the more advantage is that you're both smoke shows. So you guys are both really high. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of advantages. A I lot of advantages. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That we, we lean right. into that a lot. It also, it helps us in a lot of areas in life, but I think it yeah. definitely helps us in the dating department. We've already had people position us to be oh my god yeah exactly yeah exactly. Our third, so. so we we like kind of solid line forming yeah exactly <laughs> take a number. yeah we're taking we're taking applications uh <laughs> we we had this experience with um this girl and she uh it was like her first time getting into the lifestyle like she recently was like i want to hook up with couples and it was like a casual that she didn't look to date with anyone and but she was very open about it. Like I'm so excited. This is the new first time I've ever done this. And she had um, this app, which it used to be called Thrinder. Now it's called Field. And I remember there was a time where she, I think we were like right in the like the throes of passion. And I went to like go get a drink, and her phone is blowing up. It's like Bing, 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 right? And I just look at it, and the notifications from the app. It was like you have 220 new uh, matches. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and and when we're done, I said I was like, your phone is blowing up. You have so many matches right now. And she's like, oh my god, this is crazy. I'm like, do you know how many couples yeah. want to hook up? Like she you're... said, she had like 300 a day. Yeah, She's it was like nuts. I have more than I can even sort through. Yeah, it was nuts. So you're gonna see that. Like it was a lot easier when you were um, a single. Be, who yeah, I know. I know. Obviously, <laughs> I mean it is. It is more difficult. I think that there's so much more responsibility as the couple that you have to provide a safe emotional space. Um, and when you're the unicorn, you're just like let's go like trying to make sure that you're in a good zone but also just trying to be the life of the party and then as a couple you've got to like provide the house for the party so we had to break this episode into two parts because we all had a lot to say yeah and there's tons and tons of content obviously we covered and the rest of the interview there's even more content you know obviously she talked about um, her relationship and her um, experiences in poly and some great stories but the next um, part of this, she's going to go into advice to unicorns and even, you know, in terms of um, couples getting into the lifestyle, as well as she actually asked us some pretty great questions as well. Um, so we're going to actually skip this week and we're not going to be able to do the LGBTQI plus news, but we will cover it uh, next week. So, um, you know, obviously stay tuned. And obviously, if you want to get, you know, get in touch with us, we are... Um, Unicorns, dragons, and A N D Polly at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, same thing, Unicorns, Dragons, and Polly. You know, give us some ideas in terms of content. Um, we've talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. She she shared some the stories. The good, the bad, and the funny. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. I did it wrong. The good, the bad, and the funny. And you know, if you have one of those stories, you know, send it to us. We'll read it on our podcast. We'd love to hear some uh, funny stories you know bad experiences good experiences would be really great fill up our inbox oh, fill it baby so next week you'll get to hear um uh, uh voodoo riders second part of her interview and we can't wait to share it with you so we'll talk to you guys next week see you next week bye bye